From Pain to Purpose is a show that will bring inspiration, love, and healing to your lives. It's a show that will teach you that your trials and tribulations in life is only temporary and that it's only preparing you for your greatest calling. A show that will give you the courage to share your story with the world and not care what others may think or say. For your story is the key that will unlock someone else's prison. What was meant to kill you, God used it to prosper, restore, and strengthen you. To always remember that without pain, your purpose cannot be fulfilled into the power that God has ordained you to walk in. From Pain to Purpose by Aisha Monique. Stay tuned. Speak your truth. Today on episode 26, I decided to sit with my producer, Cedric Lanier, and we just have a conversation and just see how this goes. Yeah, what's up to uh, all the listeners and the people that have been listening? Uh, make sure y'all go and subscribe to the Pain to Purpose podcast on the uh, Heavy Traffic uh, Podcast Network. You can find it on all platforms, Spotify, um, iTunes, Google Play Hub, um, SoundCloud, and as well as the iHeartRadio app. So make sure you go subscribe, leave a review. Thank y'all for listening to Pain to Purpose. What's up, Asia? Hello, Cedric. <laughs> how, uh, how everything been going, man? Everything's been going good. Um, just living life, pretty living much. Life. That's crazy. Uh, anything? How uh, how twenty twenty been for you so far? So far, it's been up and down. It it really has been up and down. I've been going through some trials and tribulations, but everything is getting better now. What's uh what's keeping you pushing forward? What's keeping me pushing forward is knowing that through all of my trials and tribulations, I have a purpose. And through all the pain that I've been experiencing throughout the last couple of weeks, I have a purpose and I have to keep pushing and I have people listening all over the world and that just keeps me pushing. And I thank you all for listening. Because the last couple of weeks, I've been dealing with blood pressure problems. And oh, yes, so one morning I woke, I was asleep, and then I woke up, and then my left arm was stiff. My neck was stiff. My left arm was stiff. I couldn't move it, and I didn't understand why. And then when I went to the doc, the emergency room, they told me that my blood pressure was two hundred and sixteen over one thirty-five, and. I did not know where that came from, and but everything is better with me now. So. I mean, you've been stressing that hard lately, or what? I don't even remember stressing about anything. I don't even remember stressing. I just know I woke up one morning and whole left side was just stiff. Uh, did you go to a doctor, or what happened? I went to the ER, and they told me it was more like muscle muscle spasms or muscle issues but oh okay it couldn't have been that it had to have been something else because it lasts for like a couple of weeks and the medication that they gave me it didn't help mm-hmm. and then eventually it started easing up and my blood pressure was just fluctuating so it went to like 
it went down to like 201 over like 125 and it was fluctuating but now i'm doing better now and i'm just keep pushing yeah you gotta paint uh, the purpose my podcast <laughs> you gotta get that stress off man I, um i had a, a conversation about your podcast about two weeks ago um, somebody told me that they listened to an episode, and I want to say it was the episode that we did with uh, with Twine, with um, Minister Ruth or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she was telling me that um, it was pretty cool that I was working with you doing a podcast of that nature. Because she said that the young lady who I was speaking with, she was like, she know me, and she just know that I wouldn't usually be involved in something you know, in this lane, and I was like, nah, I was like, you know, she got a vision for what she's doing mm-hmm. to keep going, so that was a new subscriber you got, and she said okay. that she just happened to uh, stumble upon it, she said she found it on Facebook, and she said she just clicked it when she saw my name on the mm-hmm. little cover or whatever, and she ended up listening to it, so that was pretty cool. Okay. Um, Thank you for listening. Yeah, man, uh, her name just slipped my mind. I want to say her name, Brittany. I know, I, yeah, it's Brittany. Brittany. Thank yeah, you, Brittany, for listening. Brittany. Um, the thing I was going to say, though, was like, have since you've been uh, doing the podcast, have anybody came up to you and gave you like a testimony personally about how something that you may have done may have helped them? I may have something you may have said on the podcast or a topic may have helped them? Yes, I get that a lot, even from guys. Uh, a lot of people come up to me and be like, I never knew that you was going through what you was going through and, you know, I salute you and one day, you know, I have the courage to share my story and, you know, they just tell me that, you know, just having that courage just to share my story with the world mm-hmm. is, that just amazes them. Mm-hmm. And it took me a while to get to this point, but you know, like I said, that's purpose through your pain. It's a reason why I went through everything. It wasn't for me, mm-hmm. but it was for me to be a testimony to other people. Yeah. So yeah, I get that a lot. That's true. Like, uh, as far as guys, like I know when we look at your numbers, like you do have a a large percentage of guys, a lot more than people would initially think. You know what I mean? Um, what you what's in your opinion some of the uh past episodes you think that may have helped the guys out and, you know, them understanding they they purpose through that pain or whatever. Um, I know the episode with Antoine Ruth. I know that one was um, very touching. I did get a lot of guys come to me, you know, about that episode. You know, how they battling, like, in the streets and trying to get right. Um, but listening to his testimony, you know, it gave them a, gave them a little bit of light. And I know one of the episodes with cool Ali when he spoke on depression it's a lot of guys going out going through depression and they're hiding it and they're smoking or drinking and popping pills just to like you know ease that pain because they don't want no one to know what they're going through but to have him come on the show you know to share his story it took a lot out of him and I got you know guys come up to me about that because they say they were dealing with the same thing but they just didn't want nobody to know so I get a lot of feedback um, on these episodes. Okay. And uh, speaking of guys, like a lot of the guys always ask me, like, are you single or are you not? Uh-oh. <laughs> the answer to that is no. Whenever she take that long, answer, the answer is no. I'm single. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, like dudes always ask me that, and I'd be like, man, I really don't know. Like, I can't tell you. Like, you gotta ask her. I don't know why people think I'm supposed to know, but um, yeah. Today you yes, have me. Yes, I'm single, her. but not really looking. I'm not really looking. Like I've been through a lot, so mm-hmm. I'm not really looking. Cause when they come to me, they have to come all the way correct. Right. Like a lot of guys don't know how to take me. Like they don't. They don't know how to take me. So they gotta come all the way correct. All right. So <laughs> I guess the way we can do it, let's like let's have a little bit of fun real quick. Okay. If you had to build your perfect man. Uh, how would you construct you? Mm. I never thought about that, but first he has he has to love God. Mm-hmm. We had we have to be equally yoked mm-hmm. on that. Um, he has to have a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, he has to be a boss. <laughs> um, we both build together. We can have fun together. Um, I know every relationship is not perfect, but, you know, I don't want no one who's, like, controlling. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he can't be controlling. Um, he has to have, he has to have a plan. And he has to be, you know, he has to know how to take care of me. Yeah. You know, I'm going to take care of myself, but he has to know how to take care of me, treat me. And I come with children, so <laughs> he has to he has to love me, and he has to also love my children unconditionally, as if they were his. Because growing up, my stepfather, which is my father, mm-hmm. um, he he was in my life at the age of two, I want to say, mm-hmm. and he treated me just like his own. No one would ever thought that, you know, I was, you know, a stepchild. So they had to come. They had to love my children unconditionally. And like I said, he just has to know how to treat me. He has to be a boss. And that's that. That's that. Okay. For right now. <laughs> so what about uh, any any guys you've been, like, have you ever dealt with guys with insecurity? Oh, yes. Uh, issues? Yes. Yes. Like, uh, I guess, tell me, like, what's the hardest part about that? The hardest part about that is, first of all, before you even met me, you you see that I'm, you know, I'm an attractive woman. Mm-hmm. And you know that guys are, you know, like what they see. Mm-hmm. But... I cannot deal with an insecure man. Like, I cannot. I've been in a... I wouldn't call it a relationship, but... A, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I was talking with t- talking to someone. And before he met me, you know, he, he knew what type of, you know, woman I was. You know, like I say, I guess they say I, I have sex appeal or eye candy or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But he seen that... You know, guys were commenting under my pictures and things like that, and he was like, "I don't want you. I don't want you responding." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Okay, if someone said I, if I, if they say I look nice, I'm going to say thank you." But they didn't want me that. They wanted me to change my number, change my social media, all that. They were controlling, so I that's something that turns me off. Like. Mm-hmm. I done dealt with plenty of guys that were insecure. 
Give me your uh, give me your three biggest turnoffs when it comes to a dude. Dirty shoes. <laughs> um, like I said, insecurity. Mm-hmm. Um, and no ambition. Makes sense. Yeah, a dude with no with no goals and no ambitions can be an awful thing. Yes, cause now he want to leech off of me. Yeah, that's not happening. And being a man, you're supposed to be a leader, so you can't lead if you don't have goals or a roadmap, at least to know where you're going. Um, to kind of turn the gears a little bit, what uh, what are the biggest things you would tell a younger Asian Monique to focus on in life? What would be, if you could go back to, let's say, 18 and say, hey, you know, you need to focus on these three things more than anything else. What would be your three things you would tell your younger self to focus on? Focus on yourself. Um, focus on your future. And leave these no good guys alone. <laughs> like, leave them alone. Like, because I was, I was kind of boy crazy, like 18 and... Now that I look back on it, I'm like, what was I thinking? I could have been further ahead. If you would have been boy crazy? Yeah. But I mean, you know, I think all girls go through that point. Same thing with men. But we go through our phase in life where we become so fascinated with opposite sex. So it's like it's all about that. I think with with girls that have been a little uh, younger, but it's not as extreme. Because when men go through it, they're like in the older stage where they're trying to like have sex with every female yeah. and like women when they go boy crazy they just want to be talking to a bunch of dudes you know what I mean well see that. I was so tied down to one. Oh, for real I was tied, yeah I was tied down to one and so I really you was thought like, like hopelessly in love yeah, yeah that puppy love so I'm thinking like oh this the one and my parents kept telling me like that's not it that's not it and they couldn't tell me that that wasn't it mm-hmm. And then when he broke my heart, it was kind of like... I told you. Dang. Yeah, <laughs> you see it coming. When you say uh, tell a younger female to focus on herself, what exactly do you mean? Like, focus on... Focus on don't focus so much on the outside. You know, keep yourself together, but focus on getting to know who you really are. Like, focus on your inner. Focus on loving yourself. Um, just getting to know who you really are. Like... And that's what I didn't know because I thought, 18, I thought life was all about, you know, dressing up, looking cute, this, that, and the third. But I didn't know who I really was. I was a lost soul. Right. Did you, uh, like, what made you, was it the birth, it was the birth of your kids that made you realize, oh, I got to change and focus more on myself or what? No. That didn't even change. Mm-hmm. It didn't. I didn't really get to focus on me until I was, I want to say, 21, 22, when I went through my different struggles and my different pain. Like, that's when I realized, like, wait a minute, I have to get to know thyself. And that's when I went on my journey to get to know, you know, me. Like, why did I act the way that I acted? You know, I had to go back to my childhood, you know, different things that, I had to like look back over and see why 
I was acting or, you know, acting the way that I was acting. And I had to really get to know myself and had to make some changes. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and I guess lastly, man, we can talk about this. Uh, you were a younger mother. Um, well, hold up, there's two things I want to talk about. Okay. Second to last. Since you, were a, since you were a young mother, you know what I'm saying, you ended up having, uh, what, three kids before 22, right? Yeah, I was 21 with three kids. Yes. 21 with three kids. Um, when you see younger females out now that are having kids at, like, let's say 14, 15, 16, mm-hmm. um, what's the thought that runs through your mind? How does that make I you don't, feel? It, it kind of hurts me to see, you know, young girls that age, you know, having children because I know how much of a struggle it was for me you know, to be a young parent, you know, 21 with three kids. I had my daughter when I was, was it 19? 19 or 20. And, you know, it was, at first it was kind of easy, but then, you know, I had to make a lot of changes because I was in college when I got pregnant with her. So I had to put a lot of things on hold. So when I see young girls like that, I just, I can only just pray for them because, you know, it's something. It's a. It's something bigger than them just getting pregnant. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It, it's something deeper that's going on with them. And I just, I just, you know, cry out for them because it's not easy being a parent like that young. Yeah. So let me ask you about uh, about this then. When females have. I guess the stigma they always have is that when you have a baby young, like, your life is over. Like, how do you feel about that comment? Um, I wouldn't say your life is over because at the end of the day, having that child will make you want to just better yourself. Mm-hmm. And just keep pushing through it all, like, through the struggles that you're going to face. You know, not having, you know, you may not have the support that you know that you need but I was blessed because I had support but not everybody had that support so if you are a young girl out there who don't have that support you know just keep pushing your life is not over because you know eventually you know through all of that you're gonna still come out on top just keep you know focus on you know your, your dreams and just keep going yeah, you heard that, uh, young ladies. Don't let nobody tell you it's over with just because you had a baby young. She a walking testament to that. Yes, because so- a lot of people, like by me having three children, they was like, I had a lot of people stare at me. They were looking at me like, what are you doing? Like, you know, I was, they were judging me. Mm-hmm. But they didn't really know that I still had, a, you know, dreams and a vision that mm-hmm. that I needed to accomplish. And I'm a walking testimony because I'm, I'm still pushing. Right. True indeed. So I guess lastly, I'll go with you on this. One of the things that, since we've been doing this podcast, that I've uh, known you to speak a lot about is your faith. And I know uh, your granddad, mm-hmm. Willie Farrell, Elder Willie Farrell. Mm-hmm. That's a, uh, Bishop Willie Farrell. Bishop Willie Farrell. <laughs> I know this elder back when I used to deal with him all the time. Mm-hmm. Shout out to him. Uh, he a real... He a real good dude, and uh, I think very highly of him. Mm-hmm. So, how important is your faith in your uh, in your life and your overall dealings from day to day basis? My faith is so strong 
I could always remember, like, my granddaddy, Bishop Willie Farrell, I could always remember him telling me, like, when I was 21, you know, with my children, he would always tell me, like, no matter the situation that you're going through, keep persevering, like, just keep pushing, keep pushing. He said, I don't care what you're going through in life, keep pushing. And that just kept me going. And my faith is just so strong because everything that I've gone through, like, God just was always there every step of the way, like, no matter how it looked like even in times where I didn't see no way like no way out of no way and at the last minute God just moved in my life like unexpectedly mm-hmm. so anytime I'm going through something like I just pray about it I leave it in God's hands and, and I know it's just gonna happen it ain't gonna come when I won't you know want it to but God gonna always come right on time so I just always like you know keep my faith so strong because I know God got a bigger purpose for me. Right. And that's, and that's all a part of the process. That's good. That's good. Well, uh, I guess I ain't going to hold you up. I know it's a Friday night. You probably got a lot to do. I have to do some business cards for someone. See what I mean? <laughs> Always something going on. Yes. Um, matter of fact, while we're here, plug your uh, your company with uh, your printing company and all the stuff you do. Okay. So, my printing company is A Unique Creations. With that, um, I always had a passion for doing uh, graphics and websites and, you know, branding and, you know, things like that. So, I do all of that. If you need any merchandise for your business, business cards, flyers, websites, uh, social media templates, social media management, any of that, I'm the girl. Um... And you can find me on, I'm still trying to get my page together, mm-hmm. but you can find me um, on Facebook at Aisha Monique. Just type in Aisha Monique in the search engine and you can find me. Um, I, I will have a page coming up for a unique creations and I'll keep you all posted on that. And also, uh, make sure, like I said, this is Paid the Purpose uh, podcast. Um, one of the biggest podcasts on the Heavy Traffic Network. That's why it is on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, remember to go and subscribe to it. You know, make sure you tell a friend. Make sure you tell somebody. Um, tune in, man. I'm pretty sure everybody can get something from one of these 26 podcasts. Uh, 26 episodes that she's done with this particular podcast. So, um, with that being said, man, we'll be back with you next week. We'll be back on our regular track. Everybody's scared of coronavirus. <laughs> I'm just joking, but um, we'll be back and you know, thank y'all for tuning in. It's Paint the Purpose Podcast for Asian on Me. Thank you for tuning in to Paint the Purpose Podcast. You can find each and every episode on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcast Hub, SoundCloud, and HeavyTraffic.com. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Also, follow me on Instagram at underscore pain, the number two, purpose, underscore. You can also email me at pain, the number two, purpose, podcast at gmail.com.